There we go. Okay, hello everyone. Um, it's another Thursday night and we have Helen who's come to speak with us from CAP, Christians Against Poverty. Um, we thought rather than sort of do our normal Thursday um, discussions, it would be good just to have um, Helen come in just to give us a little talk about Christians Against Poverty and how they can help us. Um, we obviously know that the times are, are hard at the moment with, you know, the cost of living crisis and everything else. So um, Helen's just going to tell us a little bit more um, as to how we can access help through CAP, um, how they can help us. And, and for those of us who perhaps want to support the work they're doing, um, how we can get involved and um, support them as well. So Helen, over to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yep. Where were you based? So I live in Bradford now. I moved up to Bradford about eight and a half years ago uh, to work for CAP. I actually joined as an intern, um, oh. which was, yeah, a big career change. Before that, I worked for a building society and I managed teams of debt collectors. Oh, so I've okay. kind of hopped over to the other side of the fence to, to now wow. give desk advice. Yeah. So when I joined CAP as an intern, you're they the friend now. You are, sorry? You're, you're the friend now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know if it's poacher turn gamekeeper or what it is. but um, So they placed me in the debt management plan team, working with clients mm -hmm. to repay their debts. And that was, yeah, eight and a half years ago. And now I manage that team. Um mm -hmm. And yeah, it's uh, it was a big change moving from the Midlands to, to Yorkshire, but I right. definitely don't regret it. Oh, great. Right. Okay. And um, are you a Christian? Have you always been a Christian? Yes. Um, okay. I haven't always been a Christian, uh, okay. although I was involved in the church sort of like from a young age. A friend, uh, oh, her okay. parents asked, did I want to go to Sunday school? I clearly thought I needed it. Um, so <laughs> they would take me every Sunday. Um, and then when I got a bit older, I kept going on my own. And mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in a sort of like a, a Christian family. Um, mm. My parents didn't go to church, but mm -hmm. both of my brothers became Christians. So oh, okay. it was a real, like, I was really interested in it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my one of my, my younger brother, Stuart, took me once to a... Um, an event like a youth event and that mm. was where I sort of like I felt like I encountered the Holy Spirit really wow. strongly okay. yeah I just remember being in this circle of young people and kind of remember what we were talking about or whether we were praying but I just started crying wow. and even now even to this day when I encountered the, the Spirit really strongly I, I'm just tears are pouring down my face I'm a weeper Aww. yeah <laughs> but um that was the real start for me and then I like my church were really encouraging you know they had a great youth program so mm -hmm. um when I when I had kids we went back to yeah. church with kids mm. um got involved again with uh with the church and it just felt like going home because I had a few yeah. years out as you do mm. yeah um, yeah okay great and and why cap why why well <laughs> yeah that's a very good question um I as I said I worked for debt collection yes. at a building society so we would get lots of letters and offers of payment in from various debt management companies and when I mm -hmm. came across CAP 
I got really excited because it was a, it was a Christian, Christian. advice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started like investigating like what they did, how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I met some people at Greenbelt Festival from CAP because they mm-hmm. had a stand there and we got chatting. So I became a supporter. Um, and then I was very vocal uh, at work about how great they were and mm. what the job they were doing. My manager at the time said, oh, well, we've got somebody who's going up to visit them soon. Why don't you see if you can, you know, get along? So okay. uh, I managed to wangle myself um, <laughs> an invite to this uh, like creditor open day where creditors mm-hmm. would go along and, and learn what CAP do. So I went along with our relationship manager and it was, we had a tour of the building and it was in that tour that I just felt God go, yeah, you need to be here. Wow. And it just felt like a massive spotlight had been turned on for me. Mm. Um, So I looked into, like, did it have any jobs going? I didn't know what I wanted to do. I found Mm. out about the internship and I thought, well, that'd be good because it's just Mm. a year, year out of my life. I can do that. I had nothing else sort of like happening. My kids had grown up. Right. Uh, my parents had died fairly recently. And it was, I was this weird window in my life where mm. I wasn't needed by anybody else. So I thought, well, I could go to Bradford for a year. And then I think within days of starting, I was like, no, I want to stay here. I want to do more than just the year. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it's really felt like a, like a real calling and it feels yeah. like all those years of working in debt collection have been leading up to leading up to this, this is yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Uh, what's a great testimony, actually. Mm. That's that's really encouraging. Um, and just tell us a bit about CAP. What is what is CAP? For those that have never heard about CAP before, and this is the first time, say so they're hearing about it, Christians Against Poverty. What is it? What do they do? Um, and, and I suppose just give us the, the background to it. Yeah, so the main thing we do is debt advice. Uh, okay. We work with people to repay their debts or mm-hmm. take them through a form of insolvency so the debts get written off. Mm-hmm. Um, and we give advice and it's all free. It's a free service that we offer. Okay. Um, and we will create a budget with you, uh, take all your paperwork, contact the creditors, do the negotiation, offer make wow. And the clients then pay into us each month. Oh, sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. each month. Yeah. Um, and we distribute the funds to their creditors. And mm-hmm. along with that, we, we create budgets that they can work with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no point us offering all your money to the creditors and leaving mm-hmm. nothing to live on. So the most important thing we do is we try and get a budget in place that's sustainable for you, mm-hmm. that works for you, mm-hmm. for your family, for your situation. Mm-hmm. Um so obviously we look at the big things first, like, you know, the rent, the mortgage, yes. you know, your council tax. Then we look at mm-hmm. your, what you need to pay out for your gas and electric, which mm-hmm. as everybody knows is through the roof at the moment. At the moment, yes. Yeah. And then we look at how much you've got to live on. Like, what do you need for the food, for petrol, mm-hmm. for clothing? You know, if your kids are in school, mm-hmm. school uniform, that kind of thing, before we offer a penny. so it's very realistic in terms of yeah you look at it's a wholesome approach it's holistic really is what Mm. we do and we also make sure that some money goes into savings if there's enough in the budget Mm. so that we can save up for holidays christmas when your washing machine goes bang Mm. when these things come along you don't need to take credit to get through Mm. it Mm -hmm. so that when 
our clients do go debt free. We we really hope that what they've learned is how to live on the budget and the money that they have and won't mm. ever be back in that position. We know mm. situations change and it's not always straightforward, but mm-hmm. that's kind of the hope that people leave with with a really good budgeting knowledge there. Um, wow. And then the other thing we do is obviously we look at a lot of the causes of, right. of death. Okay. So a big one is um, is unemployment, obviously. So yeah. we run job clubs, which uh, helps people up their CVs, their interview skills, help them mm-hmm. build up their confidence, to, you know, help them get back into the workplace. Um, we run life skills, which is exactly that, like helping people live well on a low budget. Yeah. Like, you know, your income mm-hmm. may not be great. Yeah. And it, apparently these groups are amazing because they learn to cook together. They yeah. learn like how to fill in forms. It's a real and fellowship as well. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. fellowship. And, and one thing we're really keen on is being in debt or being unemployed comes with huge chunks of shame and isolation. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And we want to bring people into community, introduce them to, you know, people very much like themselves. Uh, we invite them along to church events um to to give them an opportunity to to encounter jesus mm. in their own lives um mm. and we we find that a lot of people are introduced to to god um through cap you know he is wow. using us in incredible mm. ways mm. to make changes in people's lives and, and you know introduce them to god and, and all that mm. um so that's else, something else that we, we sort of like we offer. It's not a deal break. If you don't want us to pray for you, if you don't want to come to church, we're not going to say, yeah, we're not going to work with you. Um, but why would we have all this, you know, eternity that we can mm. introduce people to and, and not offer it? So, mm. so we do still um, pray with people. Uh, mm. And off that. So I'm going off course here. And I said, okay. life yeah, skills. Right. Um, and, Cat Money is our budgeting course, mm-hmm. and it is, I think it's still Britain's biggest free face-to-face, like, budgeting, yeah, thing that offers people mm-hmm. a chance to get back in control of their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not difficult. It's not rocket science. I did it myself years ago, and I still live by the principle now, and oh, it wow. means that I... Yeah, it, it's so great, honestly. Um, it just helps you to they call it you know budget spend save mm-hmm. because it, it just helps you get things in control make sure your bills are paid you're putting mm-hmm. your savings to one side and and then you get to enjoy your money mm-hmm. like there's no point working as hard as we do or mm-hmm. you know struggling away on benefits if you can't mm-hmm. enjoy the things that's that, true. You, know, that you have that's yeah true. so yeah Money and enjoyment in one sentence. Yes. <laughs> Especially when you haven't got lots of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've all got different amounts to play with, but we need to still enjoy our life, you know, enjoy yeah, the definitely. things that God has given us. So, you know, your, your budget might be tight, but it doesn't mean to say that you can't have, you know, nice things, um, mm. you know, in a nice life, just mm. not in debt. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you said something about, you know, the, the, the stigma of, of being, being in debt. And I think, you know, that's a big thing for a lot of people just, um, you know, just, and also the fear of of being judged, like, you know, how did you let it get so bad? 
Um, But, you know, I think, like you said, when they come to CAP, um, they get the support. So do they get any sort of, um, and they said it was a holistic approach, but do they get any kind of counselling to go with that in terms of sort of where they are and, and there's no shame? And there's obviously that fellowship, like you said, you know, meeting people in, in similar situations but it's, it's a wonderful evangelistic tool isn't it as well oh, it really is and uh, we run through so the head offices in Bradford but mm-hmm. the debt centres are run in partnership with local churches across the country right. um, and what the debt coaches do is they come alongside the clients um, right. and you know they're the ones that gather all the information get all the paperwork mm-hmm. and even after we've got the budget in place and we've said, okay, this is our advice. This is how we think is the best thing for you to get out of debt. We oh. find that the debt coaches are still, you know, inviting people along to church, along to social events. They're oh. checking in. Good. Yeah. And they do far more like it's, it's oh. on a three visit model. That okay. is the model there, but they do far more than that. Usually they're, oh. they're keeping in contact. They're helping people. Uh, they take along a volunteer called a befriender. Mm-hmm. who is wow. there to like literally be, be a friend you know ask them out for a coffee take yeah. them to, you know sometimes they will even go as far as taking them to, to hospital appointments that kind of thing wow. just really showing that love and that care for people mm. that maybe they haven't experienced a, an awful lot of mm. um, in terms of counseling I mean we find that we listen a lot we don't we're not qualified to give that kind yes, of, of course advice even that, sometimes even just helpful, listening yeah yeah just listening and saying oh this sounds awful is it mm. all right if I say a prayer for you mm. can just change someone's day even if they don't have faith it's it's quite rare that somebody would say no they don't want prayer right uh, yes yeah. yeah. at that point they are yeah at their lowest at their yeah. lowest and to be able to say a prayer and just makes them feel that yeah they are loved they are seen mm. and they are loved and it, it can really change you know people's people's lives mm. for them so mm. can people only access um captain <coughs> through a local church that if they were part yeah. of a local church and and if maybe you know because we've got a, about a thousand four hundred women um, quite a few of them are listening tonight and a lot of them are going to listen back on playback and if they thought to themselves oh I'd really like for my church to run this because I really want access to this how can they go about um, a maybe getting their, their church involved um, and and be maybe accessing some of that support and some of the resources that Cap, Cap's got out there yeah so to become a client you don't need to be uh part of a church you don't need to be christian we work with people of all faiths and none um the the christians against poverty part that's us at you know who are doing the work we are christians and we are against poverty um to access it you just i'd say go on the website capuk.org (laughs) capuk.org and and you can put your postcode in there and if we have a debt center near you that's mm-hmm. partnered with the local church uh you can then see what the free phone number is and encourage you to call if we don't have a debt center in your area um mm-hmm. we can still signpost you towards other help because there is okay. other free 
debt help out there. You know, there's mm-hmm. citizens advice, there's pay plan, there's step change, there's right. CMS. Okay. There's plenty of free debt advice out there. And the thing I say to everybody is if even if CAP can't help you, you know, mm-hmm. get some debt help, but make sure it's free. Do yes. not pay for this. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And if you if anybody listening is, you know, wanting to find out more, then again, there's information on, on the website, capuk.org, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. about how to get involved. And one thing I might suggest is you can get your church to ask to have a, a cap speaker come along right. and do a, okay. a, a talk in your That's church. Um, mm-hmm. If you're good really idea. unlucky, you might get me because I do them. <laughs> um, and we just come we're along really and lucky. <laughs> explain a little bit more about, about cap, about mm-hmm. what we do, why we mm-hmm. do what we do um and you know we can make connections then with the church talk Mm -hmm. a little bit more about how they might want to be involved we would love love to have a a center in every town in every as many people as possible to access it yeah Um, speaking speaking prophetically (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I spent a long long time once I knew about cap I spent a long time praying for a, a centre in my hometown, um, mm. in Northamptonshire. And I've been praying and praying and praying. And then somebody contacted me a little while ago and said, oh, just before lockdown, you came and did a talk in our church, which was quite near to Kettering, town called mm. Desborough. Um, and we talked a little bit about how we could get involved. Mm. And yeah, we've just opened up a satellite centre covering oh, wow. Desborough and Kettering and Corby and so that was eight years of solid prayer, you know. <laughs> wow! But it's it's happened, and I'm so pleased that there's going to be some help. So we don't yet cover everywhere, but it would be so great to to be able to offer cat money courses or job skills or mm-hmm. something to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yes, I mean, yeah, so that's an encouragement really for people as well. If you do want one in your local area, keep praying, get praying, and keep praying mm-hmm. because God will definitely make it work. Um, and you did say earlier it's it's non-denominational right so yes. you will work with people of, of sort of um any christian denomination um no there's no sort of um no denominations bands per se absolutely yeah. not and we will work with uh people of other faiths people mm-hmm. no faith agnostics atheists we our heart is to see people released from debt mm-hmm. and that knows no boundary Okay. And is there a threshold? I know this sounds maybe counterintuitive, but is there sort of, are there people that maybe you would consider aren't badly in debt enough? <laughs> is that uh, I think, I think I know what you're talking about. We do, um, we do have an option for people. Okay. If we look at it and we go, well, do you know what? If, we, if you just stuck to this budget, you'd be debt free in six months. Mm. or whatever we do have mm. an option of like here's our advice here's our budget go and do it independently because mm. that is like imp- it, empowering as well yeah mm-hmm. there's no point us flying in taking over and and doing mm. it all we really want to empower people to feel like they are in control of their money mm. um if you if somebody says i really don't feel like i can you know maybe uh they they have anxiety or 
physical and mental health problems. That means that mm. they're just not going to be able to manage this, even if it is only six months before mm. they can go debt free. Then we would never say no. You right. know, we'd, um, yeah. It, I think unmanageable debt is it looks different for everybody. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. That's true. Um, and in terms of like the courses you say in cap money, for example, do they only run through your um, centres or can people find them online? Can they do them online? Is there, they're there not online. Okay. No, they're not online. They are run as a course, but mm-hmm. sometimes the church will maybe run cap money, but not be a debt centre. So right. okay. quite a, it's like a gateway drug. Oh, I can't believe I said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first um how people get involved with with cap you know because it's okay. it's easy it's a three-week course it's mm-hmm. easy for, for churches to run um mm-hmm. again it's another evangelical tool if 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 that's you know what they're looking for but it's mm. um yeah it, it's we quite often find churches will start cap money and then they finally want to do more so they want right. to yeah get more involved Okay, and sort of in terms of working with Christians, do you think maybe um, there's something about, I know we were talking about, you know, for example, um, you know, I was raised Catholic and so on, when we were saying before we came on air that, you know, some some religions or some denominations um, almost kind of make it seem like there is holiness in poverty. Do you think maybe there's something about Christianity that perhaps um, encourage, not encourages, but makes it easier for people to justify um, being in debt and, and staying in debt? Is there a kind of warning, that sign, that maybe you can, you know, as Christians, we should maybe think about, you know, yes, our many is ultimately, you know, we're stewards of our money here and how we steward that money is a reflection, you know, of, of God's glory on our life and, and you know, the resources that he's given us, how we then steward those um, for, for his work here on earth. Is there some kind of advice that you would maybe just give to Christians? Because a lot of women in the, in the group are Christian, majority of them, and I think 98, if not 99% are Christians. Um, just those telltale signs where you kind of go well if you hear this think this or these are red flags or, or anything like that that maybe you've come across that you might think would be helpful those sort of tips yeah I think you never know what's going on behind somebody's front door Very you know true. when they go home at night and they shut the door you don't know what's going on but if there are signs where people maybe not socialising, right. not inviting people around to their own home, you, that can be a bit of a red flag as to there's something maybe a little bit wrong there. Um, mm. And I know we mentioned uh, we mentioned tithing earlier, yes. didn't we? Yeah, and it's we really do. hard. Like when you're doing somebody's budget and they want to tithe, and you're going, can't mm. actually <laughs> afford it right now. It's a bit of a difficult conversation to have with Christians because you know you want to encourage them to still um you know to be faithful if, if that's mm. what they really want but sometimes you just feel like saying this is not what god wants for you right now mm. right now god wants you to be released from this prison of debt mm. and if that means cutting your your donations right down like we would never say we build it stop giving 
yeah mm. we build in some of this budget you like what do you do for charity or whatever you know religious giving mm. but if it means that actually that it's pushing you further into debt because you can't afford to pay the the, the bills or the mm. debts you have then something needs to be rebalanced and mm. a lot of it is about balance and you know we want to make the budget as we said you know workable for you for your situation Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and you know if you do want to give some money to charity great as long as the money's there in there's room for it in the budget yeah yeah you know if you want to send money home to people like if you've got a family living abroad and you want to send money mm. to them if it fits the budget we'll, we'll try to it in you know if you want to oh my goodness mm. oh, good so it, it, it's, it's very much having that back um I mean what what I'm getting from this and and I suppose what I I'm loving about this is it's very realistic it's very sort of pragmatic here's the kitty here's the pot of what you've got available to spend do not spend outside of this pot and is I know that sounds very basic (laughs) when you put it like that but it's also something that in a world where credit is easy to come by Mm -hmm. that's a very sort of useful tip for people sort of bear at the back of their mind you know if you're for example earning a thousand pounds um then your budget like you say has got to be within that thousand pounds you can't be living worth two thousand pounds but you're earning a thousand pounds because obviously the maths isn't going to add up so yeah as basic as that sounds that's very 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 um useful <laughs> yeah it is and I mean I I'm a bit of a budgeting nerd after mm. all these years but but my budget is very simple I've got a, a spreadsheet and all my bills are in this column and when they mm. go out they move to that column and I see what I've got left what have I got left mm. to live on um mm. and you know credit is not bad it's not an mm. evil thing we're not anti Credit. credit sometimes sometimes credit can be really useful and can mm-hmm. get you out of the hole you know if mm. you need or, or whatever it's just managing that credit and making sure mm. you're staying within that that limit mm-hmm. that you, mm-hmm. you need to set yourself like you said if you earn a thousand pounds but your budget is a thousand and one pounds then you've got a problem mm. uh, but if you yeah. earn a thousand pounds and your budget is 999 pounds then you're doing all right (laughs) you're winning yeah Yeah, absolutely (laughs) yeah I mean that's definitely definitely very very helpful and I mean even if um sort of what people take away from this conversation today it's just like you say just sit down with a pen and paper and put everything that you've got coming in on one side and everything that you've got going out on the other side and just see if they match um if they don't match, then you know you, you know some conversations need to be had. But at least yeah. it's within your realm of of thought, because a lot of us just go through our daily lives, don't we, paycheck to paycheck, without necessarily putting pen to paper and figuring yeah. out. Yeah, and that's really interesting what you just said about you know a conversation needs to be had because mm. a lot of problems come from people not talking about money. I don't no. know. Uh, Certainly, you know, talking about money when I was growing up, you just didn't. No, no. Um, I don't think you still do. I don't think people do. Yeah. I think they do more now. I feel like the younger generation. Martin Lewis has encouraged us. Oh, honestly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think Martin Lewis has encouraged us to be a bit more vocal 
about it, but I still don't think people think maybe talk no, about no. sort of they might talk about you know financial commitments. You know, they've got kids in nursery, they've got a mortgage, but even at that, most people don't tell you how much their mortgage is. Um well, that's private though. I don't need to know. I think as long as people who how can I believe it concerns that person to know, say couples or business partners. I think yes, those are because I think it was Lloyd that did something and they said married couples, and this really surprised me. They said it is more uncomfortable for married couples to talk about money than sex. And I was like, what? You know, this was just before the pandemic that survey came out. But I'm thinking, mm, how can you be married wow. to somebody? You're living in the same house and you cannot talk about money. No, you see, I'll get my I'll get my head in my hands again here when I say this, but a married couple. I really dislike to hear of a married couple having separate bank accounts mm. because I'm old school and I believe that's when a lot of money, a lot of financial problems. Money laundering. <laughs> yes, there you go. Because you, know, I remember my mother, she would uh, write a check and she would maybe, I don't know, buy, say, a skirt. And the skirt would say uh, £25. But she didn't want my father to know she spent £25 on a skirt. So she would write in £10. Oh and my then, goodness! Uh -huh, seriously, and then and then and, and then and then before you knew it, my father was sort of you. Uh, he was in sort of all over the place, but but mm. but, but anyway, I with every one of my husbands, I have we've always had a joint bank account, and I prefer all the money going in, mm. and you sort out all the bills, and as Helen says, you sort out all your bills, and you balance what sort of you has still has to go out direct debits and all the rest of it, and then you've got mm. X amount left. And that's mm. what we know we have, and we know that you know you just don't go over that. Mm. And we we don't we don't have credit cards. Mm. That's a good thing. I don't think many yeah. people. Well, let me not say that people don't necessarily need credit cards. I think if you know what you're doing, there's such a thing as smart debt. Yeah. But I also think that we joint accounts. Here, I agree with you in the sense of transparency right mm -hmm. I think it can really help when you have somebody who is a better manager of money you know like sometimes you have a couple where mm. one person is a frugal one one is yeah. the one who's a big spender right mm -hmm. and as long as that big spender can allow the frugal person to do their thing <laughs> right then it's fine but yeah because some yeah. people know and funny enough I think a lot of men are not that great because a lot of men will be like no my wife is the one who puts the brakes on things I know a couple actually is the opposite. The husband is an accountant and he's the one who manages their money. Yeah. And she's always like, oh my goodness, man. Like when she buys something, she's looking at that receipt. Oh, my husband is going to be on my case. So it's nice when you have that agreement. But mm. I think sometimes, and I say this because I think every situation has to be taken for what it is. Mm. There are situations where I can see how somebody wouldn't want to necessarily pour all their family resources in the account yeah. because if a person like we said this whole joint transparency thing can only work because the two people have shared values about money but there are some people who don't have those type of values and if unfortunately you're married to one of those people oh, you have yeah. to kind of find a way to make it work for your family yeah yeah it's whatever works for you like if a joint account works for you great if you know maybe have a joint account for bills and then your own mm. money your spending money whatever oh, yeah. great whatever works for you but have the conversation yeah it might well be awkward if you've never talked about it before but mm. have the conversation talk to family talk to um 
you know, let people know that things are a bit tight because mm. that's that force of expectation about how you spend your money can mm. get people, you know, down a dark alley as well and, and taking mm. out credit. So, and even like people, some people, they don't want their kids to know they're struggling, but let them mm. know, you know, yes. kids can no, understand. Good. Yeah, kids, kids, things kids are not, yeah, we haven't got that much or yes. okay, we, we're going out for the day, but you can't have, you can't ask for whatever. Mm. They, they do understand and they can grasp big concepts like that. Mm. And I think mm. bring your children. And that's a very, that's a very important point you've just made there because a lot of, a lot of parents feel parent guilt when they can't afford or they <laughs> They can't necessarily buy what their kids are. They asking. call it pester power, don't they? Sorry, I don't understand this thing at all. I think because I grew up in a different country. Yeah. And I think we grew up in the time where if there wasn't money for it, there wasn't money for it. You just mm-hmm. shut up. So I think it's 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 hard for me. I can see the, the pressures that parents had, but I think it's just hard for me when it's not like you know, something that they really need for school or like this winter jacket that they need like this kid is crying because the latest xbox whatever i'm just like what <laughs> yes. oh, no. yeah 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 you got first but... world problems but yeah there is a thing um and helen you know you made a point just there and and i think what's what's actually coming out of this is accountability you need to have somebody that you're accountable to and for some people having a joint account does that for some for some couples Yes, but you need somebody true. to be accountable to, somebody that will say, hang on a minute, you know, you've only got 50 quid left. Why are you going out? It's the second week. You're not getting paid for another two, two weeks. Why are you going out on, you know, for fancy dinner costing £99, you know? Yes. You need... How are you going to live until your next paycheck? You're obviously yeah. going to go into your overdraft. Exactly. But, but you know, if you, you haven't need... got somebody in your life, you know, uh, I'm single and, you know, for a long time, I didn't have anybody in my life to to, to be accountable to. I had to be accountable to myself. And mm. that's why writing it down is such a good idea. Mm. If you yeah. think, oh, I'm, yeah, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. And I'll just keep spending money until it stops. Mm. You know, you suddenly you have a lot of months left at the end of yes. the money. Yeah. Um, so that accountability, if it's a person, great. If it's an app on your phone, great. That's a good one, a, actually. Yeah, if it's a post-it note stuck on your fridge, great. Just, mm. you know, money is there for us to be enjoyed and stewarded well. Um, mm. And it really, the, the saddest, saddest thing is when we hear that people are considering harming themselves. Yes. Because of not having enough money to pay their debts mm. and the pressure that they feel is being applied. Mm. And, and it is a real fear. It is a real thing. It's a you know. real fear. About 30% of our clients have thought about that before they, wow. they start oh working goodness. with us. Wow. And, yeah, mm. and we know that it can take people up to two years to pick up the phone. And so they've had mm. at least you know two years oh really, really struggling having dark thoughts about, you know, harming themselves before they pick up the phone. And I just say to people, don't wait. Mm. No, don't wait until it's that bad. Oh, Call as soon as you think mm. you need help, that you can't manage these debts because mm. you can't. I mean, we mentioned Martin Lewis and he said right now, um, mm. you can't personal finance your way out of this. 
Mm. You know, there's no overdraft or clever, you know, smart debt, as, as you mentioned, that's going to mm. help right now. Mm. So, yeah, people mm. need help. And that's yeah. why us and other ch- charities are here. Yeah. To help. Yeah. And, and like, you, like you quite rightly said, sometimes just saying to people, you know, um, I know I've turned down, um, you know, dinner invitations because it's the third week of the month. And I know going out with three kids um you know for fancy meal it's just not the most prudent thing to do and we can do it the following week you know and and maybe just having those kind of conversations just being open you know with your service conversations um people actually do understand and what i find is the minute one person speaks up the other ones are like yeah it's fine we can just go to the park instead <laughs> it's yeah weird, right? I mean they yeah. might be thinking oh I can't really afford this but if everybody else is doing it <laughs> the fact that you've said actually we're in a bit tight right now they might be really grateful oh yeah them. definitely yeah. Yeah. all of a sudden people yeah. are like yeah we can go to the park yeah. it's free yeah. the kids can you know wear themselves out and, and exactly but but can, I, can I just ask Mm-hmm. Go on. Um, in terms of like it's still it's two for the question really like what do you see as the most you know we've talked about unemployment but what are the kind of other issues that people bring perhaps because of their own lack of education with money what are the things that are driving people into debt that's the first question and then I also wanted to ask about things like social media and the potential pressure that they can put on people. Do you find that sometimes maybe people are going into debt because they are thinking, oh, this is how I should be living mm. based on what I see on Instagram or whatever? Because I think social media is really twofold. You have the one side where you have all these young people in particular talking about financial management. Then you have these other people who are living really large. So I just wonder how that's impacting people's attitude towards debt. I think... One of the biggest issues that people bring with them is is poor mental health. Uh, the link between mental health and and debt is is well established, mm. um, and certainly some mental health conditions can uh, almost force people into debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that that's a big thing. Um, if your health is not well, uh, we find that people will want to treat themselves and buy things, mm-hmm. and online shopping is just yes and is there an age are you seeing young people old people middle-aged people all all ages okay that's very important so yeah i don't want any of our 18 to 21 year olds going oh no this is not for me it it applies to everything yeah it is it is is. yeah we do do have young people who maybe have seen you know things on on social media and think why well, I, I want that or that's the lifestyle that i want mm. you know from their favorite influencer and use credit to get it and mm. as soon as you're 18 you're able to apply for credit cards and loans yes yeah, you know, it doesn't necessarily come with the common sense that, that you need and mm. you know I, I have spoken to clients who, who went a bit mad we all have times in the like early 20s we go a little bit a little bit mad yeah. but they went a bit mad and and now they're they're pay trying for to pay for it, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I would say the the landscape of debt is changing. When yeah. I first started working for CAP, it was um, people mostly had um, bills for uh, 
like catalogs and credit cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mostly people are up to date with council tax and rent and that. It's very much changing. The majority of our clients now are struggling with, with mortgage or rent, council wow. tax, their the basic bills. Yeah. And actually the wow. what we call the non-priority debts, like your credit mm-hmm. cards and your overdrafts, aren't such a big problem. Mm-hmm. It's having enough money to pay your basic over your heads and food cupboards yeah your what we call your priority debts Mm. that Mm. seems to be more of a problem now than than credit cards and stuff yes there's still obviously there's still a lot of that but yeah of course oh wow wow but no thank you so much Helen for agreeing to come talk to us um I could talk um, about debt for ages I'm a bit I'm sure we'll yes we'll definitely love to you know what we might do is maybe just take some questions from some of the ladies in the group and then arrange maybe for you to come back in another few weeks yeah, yeah um, absolutely. and then maybe just um yeah just answer those questions I think they'd find that really helpful um but let me just pray for you before we 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 close um our heavenly father we thank you so much for Helen um thank you for the time that she's given up to be here with us and to speak to us about Um, something which a lot of people still may still consider a taboo in our society Um, these conversations aren't openly had Um, thank you that she's come on here with her um, wisdom and her experience to share her knowledge with us and to encourage us to um, look at our finances in a holistic way and to hold each other and ultimately ourselves responsible for um, how we steward the resources that God has given us Lord, we thank you so much for her life. Thank you for the ministry that you've given her through CAP. We ask, Lord, that you would help her to continue to change many people's lives and stories and and draw them closer to you, Lord, because quite often she'll meet people who, like she says, have been struggling with this for for years, a couple of years, maybe even more. Um, And they quite often meeting them at the lowest points in their lives. We ask, Lord, that you would pick those people up and shine your light on them. Let them see your mercy. Deliver them, Lord, from um, that prison, which is death, Lord. Um, We ask, Lord, that the work of CAP continue to flourish. Um, And, Lord, that you would bless Helen richly in whatever it is that you have in store for her this year and always. Thank you, Heavenly Father, um, for bringing us in contact with her. We ask, Lord, that um, we will continue to pray for her and with her and the work of CAP. And thank you for Giselle and Gum and everybody else that's been listening tonight. And for those that will listen um, back on playback. Um, We ask, Lord, that you would be with each and every one of us until we come again next Thursday. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Helen. It's lovely to have you. So let's finish the the recording. So good night, everyone on uh, Zoom. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, Facebook.